0: Welcome to the Mostly Awkward Podcast. My name is Courtney. My name is Emily. And today we are talking about superpowers that introverts have.
1: Brand new episode. Oh, that's such a nice song. <laughs> Thank did you write you. that? Did you write that for the nice listeners I, of our podcast? <laughs> I did just right now. <laughs> I
0: actually like freestyled it.
1: Basically a composer. Yes. Now we now we know how Mozart did it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> There's been so many stupid snowstorms in like where I live in Canada right now. And I think I've just been spoiled this winter because there hasn't really been that many. But then It snowed for like an entire day Uh, and it wasn't it wasn't super bad because I was home that day and we had been shoveling pretty consistently. So then like at nine o'clock at night, I went out and I shoveled the like final little bit of snow and I cleaned off my car and I was like set for the morning and I get up pretty early. I was like, I'll be up. Well before the snow plows come. Because snow plows ignore my road. My road just does not exist. It's a little boulevard. doesn't get treated like a road. It doesn't exist. Not
0: fun.
1: So I was like, oh, they probably won't come first thing in the morning. So I will be fine. They came at 5.30 a.m. I'm not up that early. <laughs> and so they plowed my driveway in. And I went down to the bottom of my driveway. And it was not normal snow. It was like the big, heavy ice chunks that come off of a snowplow. And I had to lift those and he-man them (laughs) off to the side. My neighbor came down to help me because I was struggling hard. I was getting through it, but it would have been, I would have been late for work. Like, it was not good. So then I, like, with his help, pretty quickly cleared out the way. And I was like, thank you, like, whatever. Went and put the shovel away. Got in my car, drove to work. Stood up out of my car at work and was like, Oh, no. <laughs> my whole back was in spasm for like two days oh, no. because of the weight that I was lifting. So, yeah, I just went to my chiropractor today and I'm feeling a little bit better. But uh, that oh, happened. Nice. You had and a chiropractor
0: appointment today? On I and normally don't. Oh.
1: I normally don't. This was like an emergency visit because my spine was sad. <laughs> so tried to make it better. <laughs> but that's been my day.
0: Whenever that happens to me, when I lived in Canada, when like, yeah, you get that huge pile of snow at the end of your driveway, I would just always try to crank through it with my car. It does not work. It does not work. Do not recommend that.
1: Listen, if you drive an SUV, if you drive a truck, maybe it works. If you have chains on your truck, even better chance of getting through it. But my car does not have the kind of clearance. (laughs) If not, you
0: get stuck.
1: And on top of that, my driveway is a hill going down. So when my car hits it, it's already at a down angle. So I'm just like plowing with the back end of my car, which is made of plastic. My car is made of plastic, everyone. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's not going to do what I need it to do to get over that huge. And I just hate it because like if anybody parks on my road, you get like the big like scoop out and around thing that the snowplow does and then it's usually like my neighbor's two houses down that have parked in front of their house like happened this time and the snowplow then goes around and then comes in and then my driveway is like the dump zone for everything that has like not managed to get off of the it's terrible mm. i hate it i hate it and i'm mad at the guy that drives the black mustang so if you happen to listen to this podcast know how much i hate where you park your car <laughs> i
0: yeah. hope he listens
1: Just some random guy I've never met before who dates a girl on my street, listens to our podcast, and was like, oh, I really (laughs) need to move my car. (laughs) Yeah, that was me. That was, I'm it.
0: (laughs) I don't know how he would even know
1: that if he was listening to this. (laughs) (laughs) Because he knows who he is, because you drive a black Mustang and you irritated me. and
0: (laughs) And that's all you need to know. Well, to make you feel better, I have no snow here. But I have rain, so... You also had no power yesterday, which I don't envy, so... Yeah, that happens on Aruba sometimes. Just the entire island loses power. Convenient. (laughs) Yeah, and then it takes a little while for them to get set back up. But there's some, like, big hotels that have generators... So, I tend to like scoot over there when there's no power, like sit in the air conditioning. Use their their services. Yeah. (laughs) So, that's what I did yesterday. I'm using your generator.
1: Do they have like restaurants that you can pay to eat in that like run? Yeah, yeah. Because you said you were hungry.
0: So, yes. Well, I only found like a little coffee shop that had, you know, those like pre made croissants with stuff on them. So, me and my friend had a croissant. And I had an iced chai latte. It was super good. But that yeah, sounds like a good time. Just hit up the fancy hotels here. That's what I really like about Aruba is that I just kind of like hotel hop. I don't belong anywhere. I, I don't live in any of them. I just show up.
1: and like like, hello. <laughs> Ramble around. Hi, I'm a familiar face, but it's just because I live on the island and I use your facilities. Thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah. I will just go wherever I want to go. And if someone tells me which they never do like nobody has ever
1: uh, i don't know there was that one time on the beach when they told you to pack it That out. was in
0: costa rica yeah yeah that was in costa well, didn't rica. it happen on aruba too that you guys tried to be on the private part of the beach probably because you're not allowed to go on the hotel chairs unless you have a hotel towel i don't know if i've ever attempted it here sometimes you sneak onto a chair and if people notice they'll be like hey get off our chair <laughs> but for the most part I just lay on like my own towel or a blanket that I bring to the beach. I don't really I don't really uh take the chairs. But all the beaches in Aruba are public, so you are allowed to be on the beach, even in front of just, a hotel. Just Just not on the chairs. Just not on the chairs, yeah.
1: Get your filthy self <laughs> off of our nice pristine <laughs> resort chairs.
0: Yeah, I think you can rent them, but I've never done that. They look
1: at you and they're like, that girl has sand fleas. And then
0: (laughs) they tell everyone. (laughs) Also, I'm sorry if I'm still a little tiny bit congested because this cold that I have, well, it's gone. I don't have a cold anymore, but I'm still just like a little bit phlegmy, a little bit congested. And I can hear it in my voice when i'm talking. So, sorry. Literally
1: that was that was me around Christmas. The phlegm would not leave. Yeah, it, it doesn't was, go away. It took up permanent residence in my throat and <laughs> lived there.
0: It's really annoying. <laughs> yeah. Truly it is. <laughs> All right, well, shall we get into what we're talking about today, which we can try. <laughs> Who
1: knows if we can keep this train on the tracks, you know?
0: Yeah, we'll try. This is we're talking about superpowers today because Well, everyone wants a superpower. But specifically, we're talking about superpowers that make introverts amazing. Because we live in an extroverted world and one that is not always kind to introverts. And because of that, sometimes, you know, it's the introverts or the people who are quiet that get bullied or feel as though they don't fit in. And that's the basis of this podcast but introverts have superpowers too and i'm gonna go through a little list and we're gonna talk about it so the first superpower is listening emily are you a good listener
1: honestly i hate that i am (laughs) because and and unintentionally i become like the source of advice for people around me can confirm because i really do like to like I hear what you're saying and I listen to you, but I also like to take in like the situation that that's occurring within. Like if it's two different people and I'm just hearing one person's side of the story, then I'm like, okay, yeah, I get you. And how that's frustrating. But like, maybe this is a thing that that person was thinking that affected this. And then they're like, okay, yeah, I can see it from that. And like, blah, blah, blah. So like, I do, I do have a way at looking at things really objectively. And I think that that's helpful to a lot of people who maybe are just like Needing someone standing outside the situation. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it happens like a, a third lot. third party,
0: completely objective spectator.
1: Yeah, but it's happened like so much in my life that I'm like, I'm the problem. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm putting this vibe out into the world <laughs> and I need to stop doing it. Um, because sometimes like when it's my friends, I actually do want to help when I'm interested in your issue. And then sometimes when it's just like a kind of random acquaintance that I don't really... I want to be that invested in their life and they're just like purging onto me and i'm like i don't no thank you put it back put it back inside <laughs> you and go away
0: so that happens to me a lot i yeah. purge to you a lot i'm always like emily listen to yeah but all yours is allowed
1: <laughs> yours is allowed you're <laughs> one of the single ones single
0: thing that has happened to me today i need you to <laughs> listen to it <laughs> no but i really like
1: most of the time you just want me to be like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you are justified. And then you're like, yes, thank you.
0: <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I need. I I saw this meme the other day that was like, do you want advice or do you want comfort? Comfort. And I'm like, yeah, I no- I normally just want comfort. Don't need advice. Yeah, you really don't. Like
1: when I try to rationalize situations to you, you're always just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm.
0: okay.
1: Okay? You just want to be wanna Because be right, deep, down, cool.
0: deep down, I always know what I need to do in a situation. We know, and
1: also, I you don't need to tell me when I'm being a crazy person. I always know. I always know when I'm like too far gone and I'm like, I know I'm being insane, but yeah. I can't stop it because it's how I'm feeling.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Sometimes that happens. But I also really like telling you things because you are really good at like comebacks. Like if I tell you something stupid that somebody did you'll say like a really funny witty remark about how stupid that person is and i like that about your remarks because most people will just be like oh that sucks or something like that you know but you are you like take it like a step further you like twist it into a narrative you make a full story
1: (laughs) it's a blessing and a curse because i will say As much as I do that for you, when you're like, I do it to myself, too. Like, I'll replay situations in my brain and be like, well, we could have said this and it would have been better. Ha ha ha. We enjoyed that. And like, but I'll do it like four or five times. So I just keep replaying the situation. And if it's something with like, I was really unhappy with how I handled it the first time. The scenarios that go on in my brain, it's like, it's like a fixation thing for me. And sometimes it's really hard to get out of that situation. But yeah, yeah. So. I mean it's fun for other people and it's terrible for me sometimes.
0: <laughs> I think I'm also good at listening. I think I'm one of those people, you know, I like to kind of sit on the sidelines a little bit and just listen to other people talk and I take things in and I'm I have that skill, you know, where like if somebody says something, I remember it. Like if they say like my birthday is in October or something. Like, I will remember that about them. I'll be like, oh, they have a birthday this month. It, it's actually really funny because that's one of the things I have noticed about you. Like, I say a
1: lot of throwaway stuff. Like, I don't maintain it. I don't remember it. I don't care. You can ask me what I said three minutes ago. And if it's not a conversation that I'm, like, really paying attention to, I probably don't remember because I was just... I. It happens. It just comes out of my face. <laughs> and so... There have been times that I've said stuff to you before, and then, like, you bring it up, like, three months later, and I'm like, when did I even say that to you? Like, I don't remember that at all. And you're like, oh, well, this is what happened, and this is the conversation we were having, and I'm just like,
0: I don't even know how you know the stuff that you know. I think that that's my love (laughs) language. You know how people talk about people having different love languages? Because uh, Erwin does that to me, too. Like, I will say random things, and then months later, he'll be like, oh, you like this, remember? Or... And, and he remembers it too, and that's one of the things. And you're that like, I when really... did we even? When did yeah. we even talk about that? <laughs> but I really yeah. like that because it just feels, you know, like you've been heard. So it feels like
1: so, like the person that you're talking to cares enough to remember those things about you. Yeah, then you feel like validated in your relationship with them. Like, yeah, they care. They actually are listening to me, and it matters. So, yeah.
0: yeah so I do think that that is a really great superpower to have as an introvert. So to all the extroverts out there who, who know introverts and have introverts as friends,
1: yeah, we listen really well, but please don't make us listen to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you need help, I'm here for you, but don't come at me and just... Don't take advantage purge on, of our Don't listeners. purge on me just because you know I'm going to sit there and listen without complaining. <laughs> yeah.
0: So the second superpower that introverts have is the ability to stay calm at least in other people's eyes. They're calm, unruffled. Maybe internally, they're freaking out a little bit. Screaming.
1: Usually I'm (laughs) screaming.
0: But they do have like a calm, grounded sense about them, I think. Would you say that that is true? I I think this is where my being a
1: redhead plays against my introvertedness because like I am very, very calm up until a point if you ever see like red starting to flush up my neck <laughs> i'm really angry does that <laughs> happen to redheads to get...
0: is that a redhead yeah thing?
1: i don't i it's a me thing like for the, sure like I... blushing but yeah like... we tend to blush easier um me specifically though i get hot and then i flush up fr- and my like neck gets red and then i generally lose my mind a little bit um <laughs> It's only happened to me, like, three or four times in recent memory. Like, and I mean, like, past 10 years or so. So, like, it really doesn't happen that often. I want to hear about the do. times. Uh, there was one that was actually really bad because I yelled at a manager, like, my manager. <laughs> <laughs> I worked at a grocery store that shall remain unnamed. And um, I was working on the, like, cash, the front end. And I was supervising it. And it was generally the cash job to bring in the carts for customers it was early in the morning and no one had done it the night before so there was not a lot of carts in the store and a lot of carts outside of the store but when I walked in there was like seven other things happening that were bigger issues than the carts in my opinion like there was like a couple registers that weren't working there were people that had called in that I needed to cover like basically the store can't run if the tills aren't open and so I was like people can bring their own carts in. People can use baskets. Like there are other solutions. There are other people that work at the store that can go get baskets and carts and whatever that aren't me. And I need to fix these like fires before I go deal with the cart situation. So I was doing that. And the new (laughs) assistant store manager came up to me and was basically like, it's your job to bring the carts in. And I don't understand why it's this time in the morning. And, and we're having this issue with the carts and I, like lost my mind i swore <laughs> at him on the floor oh damn i dropped an f bomb like with never customers seen around that
0: mad i've never yeah. seen
1: it and i was basically like the gist of it was other managers other staff you walked by the cart situation outside you all saw that it was out of control and nobody bothered to stop and bring at least one in and then you're going to come over to me who's clearly having a meltdown. And doesn't have the employees that I need, doesn't have the tills that I need, and is trying to fix technical issues. And you're going to ask me why the cards aren't in the store right now. And how is that my responsibility when you are the manager at the moment? And like, lost it. And was like, Since when
0: has the cash person been in charge of carts that doesn't make it's any sense. it's
1: just the kind of it's the way that one location specifically was running and he wasn't wrong like it it was a known thing that cash handled that but it was also a known thing that when you're super busy on the front and you can't get to it we would page like all available staff for carts so other people knew how to do it so like to see me like struggling with like technical stuff like i was literally pulling apart like computer wires and stuff and he came up and was like why is this not done And so I was like, lost my mind, (laughs) felt myself like I was so hot. I knew my face was red. I knew I was like, so whatever. Um, I took like the rest of the day to cool down. And then I went to him and apologized because I was like, as much as, like, I stand behind what I said, the way that I said it was not okay, and, like, where I did it was not okay, so I apologize for that, and I apologize for, like, any language that I, like, used. I was like, you Your caught F-bomb. me in a bad moment. <laughs> yeah, like, it was not okay, and I knew it was not okay. And so then, like, late, he was like, yeah, yeah, like, I'm, I appreciate the apology and, like, understanding that it, like, was not the appropriate whatever, and I was like, yeah, but, like, this really is an issue that needs to be addressed because it can't all come down to that one person who was already struggling to deal with this issue when there's like 20 people in the store who could and so he was like really understanding about that and we talked it through but that was definitely one of the times that I just like <laughs> had a little meltdown lost my little brain and yeah. yelled at someone who I definitely should not have yelled at in front of people I definitely should not have yelled at but him in front of that is
0: super rare from you I because yeah, yeah we've been friends for what a long time 13 years i don't know yeah
1: <laughs> a lo- more than that a large amount it's of years. more than that yeah since 2008 and it's 2023 bro i can't so math. 23 23 minus 8 15 yeah 15
0: <laughs> i feel like we go over this a lot and we never remember. we do we're <laughs> always like what, what all of our meet? listeners are
1: all of our listeners are yelling 15 right now <laughs> and we're just like how many years have we known each other well,
0: it's like at least nine i think no clue, but yeah. In yeah. that time, I have never seen you get really angry like that. Never, because I never. like I Not normally,
1: once. I normally don't. Like I'm pretty chill. It takes a lot. Yeah, to...
0: that's the calm superpower. I have yeah. that too. I also have my moments where I rage out, <laughs> but they're also rare.
1: <laughs> Usually, it involves someone cutting a line, someone wasting her time. Or someone being purposefully obstinate and she knows. <laughs> That's when the bad happens. That's the bad that I've seen
0: happen. It takes a lot to get me there.
1: It's usually phone companies that I think set you oh. off the most. <laughs> like at least two
0: that I can think of where you've like lost your mind over a phone call. I hate calling customer service. Like whenever I have to do anything with customer service to like sit on a phone for a long time. Well, actually, like I'm I'm quite pleasant. I'm quite nice, but if they Ooh, I had a freak out the other day on the phone with that company that handles my marketing for my business. I lost oh, yeah. my shit on them. That was probably my most recent freak out. I
1: remember that I remember that story we uh <laughs> there was some legalities involved in that one.
0: Yeah, but uh, there's also been like three times that I can think of in recent memory in the past 10 years-ish that that I have not been calm. And um, I do think that it helps in situations. I think that in work situations when people are getting really fired up and I am not, it kind of helps bring them down a little bit. Like because I'm calm, not a lot of people around me have really fired up moments, I think, because I'm able to kind of stifle that i had a pretty fiery
1: work friend that i tend to balance out a lot um when she's really going (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah generally people around me
0: don't freak out that much when i'm yeah you can normally like i think people stay calm because i stay calm often so let's go to superpower number three this one, I think, is very true for me, and I think it's very true for you as well, Emily, um, but it's written communication. So I'm not a great talker. I'm not very articulate, but when I am writing, I, I'm i a very good writer, I think, at least. Uh, I'm really able to express my thoughts well on paper uh, and I do think that that is a superpower that a lot of introverts have that I know at least,
1: yeah, and I think that like your writing voice and your talking voice are super similar too, like I find that there's not much of a difference between like vernacular you use and the way you sound uh when you do that. And I think that for me, I really uh writing things out is so much better because like even when I'm trying to have like a serious discussion with someone. And I need like points that I wanna have, or like we're trying to, to have like a debate or anything like that. I definitely need to write stuff down first and like have even if it's just like a little bullet point list, because I have squirrel brain and it just like <laughs> yeah, I'll you lose did
0: that before this
1: podcast. <laughs> yeah, like I'll lose point. information super fast. It's like it's like the talking on the phone thing where there's just like drool because um I have words, like big words that I like to use and that I, I know. <laughs> and then when I start talking to someone, it's like I like sauce and <laughs> cheese is my favorite like it's just dumb things that come out of my mouth and I'm like well I wish I wish I could have articulated better Uh, and I would have if I had it written down
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I feel the exact same way I need to think about things because yeah my, my brain just goes blank often if I'm in, like, a conversation, so...
1: It's like that TV static that you, like, the old, like, (sighs) that's what happens in my head when I'm trying to have a conversation. With It's just, like, white noise, so super beneficial.
0: So the fourth superpower is loyalty.
1: That's funny, because we have nicknames.
0: We do, oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Slug and lettuce.
1: Yeah, but it was... (laughs) Before it was slug and lettuce, it was loyal and sticky.
0: Loyal and sticky, yeah. <laughs> because we were we were joking about something about how I forget.
1: I honestly don't even remember it was like I was loyal and you were sticky. Um Yeah, because, because we, you were, were clingy. we were t- was it? We
0: were talking about how we were like I think that you said that your sister said that we are oddly dependent on each She did. Other. <laughs> she did say that.
1: Like a weird level of codependence. Yeah.
0: And I was like, yeah, we're like a golden retriever mixed with a barnacle. And then at the exact same time, we said loyal and loyal sticky. And sticky.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, we were originally loyal and sticky. And then Courtney found a uh, business. It was a business, right? Yeah. <laughs> Called Slug and Lettuce. And that just works too. So. <laughs> Now you're all yeah, part of they're... our inside. You're all part of our inside joke. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I do think that loyalty is a thing that I have, especially in the sense that, like, if you become my friend, you never really unbecome my friend, unless you're like a total dickwad. <laughs> but all and then of that's my... my choice.
1: That's my choice. Yeah. I have ghosted you, and you will stay ghosted. <laughs>
0: but all of my best friends I've had since since I basically have been in elementary school you know and then there's you that I met first day of university and we've been best friends since so yeah if people become my friends I don't leave them unless they leave me essentially that sounds all sad
1: but <laughs> <laughs> I think well cuz mine's kind of the same thing like I think for me I don't like many people. So when I find people that I like and I've made the effort to build a friendship with them, I'm like I'm putting everything I have in this. Yeah, you're, you're like, getting everything. I'm you're going to get now. Yeah, you're going to get the gross stuff, but you're going to get all the good stuff too. So you just <laughs> have to like buckle up and deal with the waves that you're <laughs> It's just you'll be fine. I swear. And so like when I've expended that much energy on someone, it takes a lot for me to be like Bye, or to not help you out of a hard situation or whatever. Like, I'm pretty invested. And one way that you'll know that I'm not super invested in our friendship is if you ask me for a favor and I'm not like, yeah, okay. (laughs) If I'm like, oh, I don't think I can, or like, oh, like all the time, every time you ask me for something, then there's a problem. We're not actually friends.
0: Sorry. (laughs) It also takes me a long time to get sick of people. Like, I don't get sick of people. Really, unless I meet you and I'm sick of you right away. And then I just don't make that effort to go deeper with the friendship.
1: See, it's kind of strange because I do get sick of people. It's just my makeup. I have to be alone with you. It doesn't really happen, which is why I think we're like such good friends. Cause even when we lived together over the summer and stuff, I was never like, I wish she'd go away. And there have been like times with even my best of friends that I've grown up with my whole life where I've been like, I wish she'd go away for like 15 <laughs> minutes, leave me alone. And like that, I never really had that with you. So it was, that was a very interesting aspect of our relationship for me. Cause it's very new. Uh, I normally do get irritated and sick of people and need to just be alone. And it's hard. Cause like my job, I'm in the public there is, like, this time of day, like, right at the lunch rush where, like, everyone's talking around me and the noise is just too much. And I'm like, I have to go. I have to be dark, quiet, <laughs> dark. silent. Yeah. In I the just, like, can't. Is there a way we can turn the lights down and just the volume? Just, like, a <laughs> little. Because I can't handle. Could everybody just not have the conversation they're having right now and wait until they're gone from me? <laughs> That'd be great. You need earplugs yeah, so, or something. Yeah, I just see like a dimmer, dimmer switch on reality. Um <laughs> but yeah, I definitely get tired of people. But not not like friend-wise. Like I'm again, the loyalty thing really is like a true thing.
0: Yeah, for sure. Okay, number five we are at. This one I don't think applies to me super well. Maybe you will think it applies to you, but it's like observation skills, like an eye for detail or like noticing (laughs) things around you.
1: (laughs) You're so oblivious. Oh, I'm,
0: I'm insanely oblivious. Yeah.
1: I love it. It's like one of my favorite things about you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This is not something that I am very good at. This kind of surprises me, actually. I think that it's something that's listed on this list for introverts because I I feel like myself as an introvert I kind of like close in just think about what's in my brain and don't often take the time to like look up and around enough
1: so I can very much have those moments. There have, again, been times when I don't even recognize like people I've known for a very long time because I'm doing things inside my brain and they're standing right in front of me and I have no clue it's them. So I can't say that I'm constantly situationally aware, but I will say, especially when I'm like driving or in a new place, I have a really good visual memory. So if I'm driving down a road that I've driven down my whole life and there's suddenly a barn missing, I'm like, hey. Wait a minute. <laughs> there was a there was a barn there up until like yesterday, right? And then whoever's with me will be like, "Yeah, they tore it down, like whatever." And I'm like, "Okay, I clocked it though, because that used to be a barn." <laughs> so yeah, I do I do have a pretty good spatial awareness in that way. Um, can't say that I'd catch a ball if you threw it at my face from like thirty feet away if I didn't know we were playing a game, like. I'm not good with that kind of stuff, but like generally knowing my surroundings, I'm pretty good. Hmm. I didn't get us lost in New York once, which
0: is like <laughs> saying something. Yeah, good job. Yeah. I get lost all the time. I have to <laughs> really pay attention. Well, I have to use Google Maps actually, but if I don't have Google Maps, I have to really pay attention to things around me or I. Didn't you I get lost, lost in
1: Dokum and it's like the smallest place in the world? Yes.
0: It's called Dokum.
1: <laughs> Dokum. That's it. Sorry. <laughs> Pronounced it
0: wrong. I, I've gotten lost everywhere. I get lost in Aruba and this island is literally like thirty-three kilometers by nine kilometers. Like It's that like seven it's it like
1: seven roads and a beach and you get lost. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is true. I love it. <laughs> okay, number six, uh independence. So introverts rarely need to be entertained. We can just easily curl up with a good book, put on some Netflix, and we're good to go. That is 100% me. I love my own company. I love being alone. I'm never bored. I, I have a really long attention span, too. I think that comes with not getting sick of people. I can do the same thing for a very long time, and I'm golden. Like, just... Leave me alone. Put me in a corner. I'm good.
1: I'm doing what I'm doing and you need to be gone.
0: Yeah. My mom said that about about me too when I was a kid. Like I had this little playroom in our house and I would just be in my playroom for hours. Just <laughs> hours. Just playing, keeping myself entertained. Probably watching Mulan over and over again because that's something I oh, It was that Pocahontas.
1: Do. It was Pocahontas for me, man. Pocahontas and Lion King. That was my jam.
0: Lion King is so good. No, I loved Mulan. I loved I loved The Little Mermaid when I was really little. And then I feel like Nuh-uh. I kind of grew out Ursula of that Ursula scares
1: the bejesus out of me. <laughs> like to this day. Mm-mm. Can't do it. Tentacle Lady? No thank you.
0: I haven't watched it in a really long time now. Even my room the- was The Little Mermaid.
1: I literally think about that scene and I don't know if you know what I'm talking about because it's so embarrassing. But it's like the scene where Ursula is like, she's moving and she has to like yeah her way down, yes. and it's, it's just she's like the most. it, I, I hate it. I hate it so. <laughs> like that scene makes me so upset every time I watch it. Like, why is she moving like that? Because of her stupid tentacle legs, and I hate it. <laughs>
0: And that's she's, that's why I don't like Ursula. She's an octopus. She's supposed to be able to move. She's not well. though.
1: She's like a she's like the centaur of the sea. She's like you know half woman, half octopus. Except like it's not half man, half horse. You know, like it's not okay. It's not okay to be part fish. I mean, oh, I, I like can't Ursula. say that because I'm okay. I'm okay with the Little Mermaid with her fins and stuff. It's the tentacles. I can't do. <laughs>
0: I actually little... think Ursula is probably my favorite villain. I like Oh no, Maleficent. Maleficent I like Maleficent too. Left left. Oh, it's it's raining here a lot just in case you hear some background noise, S- some static on the mic. Yeah, and it really sucks when we record because like I have to turn off my air conditioning because it's so loud and then I get really sweaty because it's hot here. <laughs> yeah, cuz you're in a warm climate. Yeah. yeah. I understand.
1: I was going to say with like the independence thing, um I used to when I was little and it, it for me it's more so like reading that I'll get like really into it and you cannot get me out of it. And like my mom always used to say that she would like come in to find me just like sitting in the corner of my house with just books spread around me in a semicircle and I'd be like picking up one and reading a page and then picking up the next one and reading a couple pages and then like and I would just and that makes sense because I don't have the attention span that you do like I'm very much like I bop around from one thing to the next and not like ADHD levels but I very much can't put all of my focus into one thing and so, yeah, I used to just, like, sit and read, like, seven books at a time because I'm a psychopath, apparently.
0: <laughs> I think that's why I'm a good worker, because I just start something and then I never stop. It's like that that physics law where, like, something set in motion will just continue on its path. That's me. Unless I have some external force stopping me. Friction, yeah, unless friction gets involved.
1: You've seen me work where I like sit down for 10 minutes and hack out like three pages of an essay and then stand up and dick around for 25 (laughs) and then (laughs) go back to like another three pages and then, oh, it's two hours because I'm tired and I need a little nap. And then like, it's, it's terrible. I'm terrible. I can't.
0: So number seven is deep thinking. So maybe you consider yourself a deep thinker, but a lot of introverts are more reflective. Like we take a pause, we think about things, we take some internal time thinking about the situation at hand. Do you think that's true for you?
1: I definitely have a rule. Again, this is going to make me sound so weird. Um... I have a rule whenever I'm thinking about like buying something or spending money on something or doing something that's outside of my comfort zone or like something that's a big step. And I'm like, I'll think I have a set amount of time. Like, so depending on how big it is, if you think about this for three days and you still want it, you can do it. If by the end of the day, you still want this, you can do it. If by the end of five days, you still want this, you can do it. So I like set myself time limits and I'll literally stew on whatever the thing is for that amount of time and then at the end of it i'm like what's your gut and if the gut is still like go get it then i go get it and if the gut is like meh we didn't need it we're just we're just being frivolous <laughs> then i don't so um yeah like but i'm also like a deep thinker in that it's very easy for me to like sit on a park bench and stare off into space for three hours and not be bored, also more likely to get murdered than the average person because I'm sitting stationary <laughs> on a park bench for three hours, but you know
0: <laughs> it happens, yeah, I definitely think this. I think I'm a very logic based thinker, and I do kind of like run through like philosophical things in my brain like different outcomes of what could happen and like trying to look at the whole scope of an issue I I saw this article the other day Erwin did not agree with this but I kind of think it has a little bit of truth in it but this article said that if you when you listen to music if you enjoy more like the musical instruments like the beats and the rhythm if you like that more you tend to be more of like an emotional thinker and like an intuitive kind of thinker. But if you like the lyrics more when you're listening to music, you tend to be more of a logical thinker. And at least in my case, that's true for me. Like I like lyrics more and I think I'm a more logical thinker, making decisions based on logic versus emotions. Do you think that is true for you. Erwin was like, "No, that's not true at all."
1: <laughs> <laughs> like the music thing or the fact that cuz I'm not a very logical thinker. I I think I you're a logical like, thinker. I do like to look at the logic of like a situation, but I also have like I'm very impulsive, which is why I have my like deadline thing. <laughs> because honestly, like I'll and see what do you something
0: like better when you listen to music.
1: Um it that's hard for me cuz I mm-hmm. I played the saxophone slash still do play the saxophone so um i have a lot of like m- musical training and knowledge in composition and not i'm not trying to brag because it's really not that high of a level but more than the average person i would say and so when i listen to things like i specifically know the breakdowns of classical music into like which movement is coming when and what phrasing will happen next based on the phrasing that happened before. Like I can predict that. So I am really used to listening to instrumentation. So when music comes on, I'm not going to, like I don't usually hear the like percussive stuff. Cause that's not my jam, but I usually listen that to like the me melody.
0: The Little Mermaid again.
1: Yeah. So I mean, like I do listen for the melody and the repetition and where the hook is and like all that kind of stuff. But I'm also, like, I very much enjoy singing along, sometimes terribly, to music. So I do get into the lyrics of it. But I will say, like, I'm I'm more likely to be the person that sings lyrics wrong because I'm just singing what I think I'm hearing. And I'm not actually, like, listening and analyzing and getting the story out of the music. So I'm kind of a little bit of both.
0: Hmm. I mean, yeah, like, the best music to me has, like, a good beat and good lyrics, you know. But I know a lot of people... When they're listening to music, you know, like they can get goosebumps and they can get emotional just from hearing music. And that doesn't really happen to me, to be honest. I get emotional from like a really good lyric.
1: I will say there, there are um, a couple songs that have lyrics that I'm like, oh, shit, it got me. Yeah. And I don't necessarily, again, I don't necessarily get moved that much just by the music itself.
0: Yeah, same, same. At uh, number eight is the ability to think before talking this a hundred percent I do although I would say sometimes maybe I think a little bit too long and there's just like dead silence as I'm thinking
1: (laughs) and the worst part for me is I know I'm taking a long time because I do the same thing but if someone talks to me during that silence it ruins everything that was going on up here so then i'm like well now that's just wasted time because now i have nothing it's it's now white noise again and it's your fault because you interrupted the clicky clack that was
0: my brain working (laughs) this is why it's good to write things down yes exactly that one's kind of related to the other ones that we've talked about so let's hop to number nine which is sensitivity I don't think I'm that sensitive.
1: So here's my question, though. Are you talking like emotional sensitivity or like sensitivity to your surrounding? Like being em-
0: empathetic towards other people. So I okay, and I am. I guess and I'm I'm not. I, am. Yeah. I feel
1: like we've talked about this before, too.
0: I am and I'm not. Yeah. Like if it was talking very about like, empathetic sensitive... towards animals.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Old Yeller makes me cry. Every time yes. Marley and me wrecks me like I cannot if a, I was literally watching on oh, I don't remember the name of this movie and it's going to be so bad. I was watching with my um my sister and my brother in law and their kid and it was a uh, an older movie with like I think it was Sylvester Stallone and they get trapped underneath of the like Jersey tunnel. It collapses. Anyways, it's like an 80s movie. And there's a dog in the movie, and I literally, like, turned to my brother-in-law and was like, I swear to you right now, if the dog doesn't make it, we're not watching the end of this movie. Yeah, I will shut it I off. Like, I cannot. not okay. I'm not going to, you're going to end up with a sobbing kid that you don't know what to do with. I'm not going to be okay. And he was like, <laughs> the dog doesn't die. And I was like, then we can watch the movie, and it's fine. <laughs> and then he, like, warned me later on. He's like, there's a part. Where you might think the dog is dead, but the dog doesn't die. And I was like, good, because I can handle it if I know he's coming back. But if I see a dog almost die on screen and then he doesn't come back, I'm going to panic and have a moment and it's not going to be good.
0: Yeah, those movies are the worst.
1: Oh, my God. I am legend. Is that the one where he has to choke out his dog? Will Smith it. and it's like the zombie one. Hang on, I'm gonna double check because I think it's I Am Legend and it's yeah, it definitely is. So it's like a zombie apocalypse preface. Listen, if you haven't seen I Am Legend and you don't want spoilers for it, this is gonna ruin you a little bit. Um <laughs> there's a preface. So it's like a zombie apocalypse situation, but it's like a man made plague. And there's these things that, like, can't live in the daylight. And so they hide out in, like, abandoned buildings and they only come out at night. And Will Smith is, as far as we know, the last man alive. And he has this dog with him that is, like, he got as a puppy and it survived and his family didn't. So he's lived with this dog and it's just this dog and him. And then he goes into a building or something and the things, like, chase him. And they, like, some of them can come out in the sun or I don't know. They end up chasing him and... The only reason he doesn't get killed is because the dog, like, intervenes and, like, fights them off. But then the dog gets injured and starts to turn. And he has to sit with the dog while he's crying, while she's turning, and, like, strangle her out so that she doesn't kill. It's the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire (laughs) life. And I was, like, sitting there sobbing, like, I can never watch this movie again. Because now that I know that this happens, I can never watch this movie again.
0: Yeah, that's too much.
1: Even The Lion King, when Mufasa gets eaten. I can't handle it. I cry every time this day to my 30s. I cry every time I see it.
0: That was the very first movie that I saw in the movie theaters. I think I was four years old when it came out and my mom took me to the movies and she said that when Mufasa died, she was a little bit nervous because she hadn't really kind of broached the topic of death with me. So she didn't know how I was going to react in the movie theater and she said that the whole theater was quiet and everyone was like oh my god just sitting there silently and then you just hear me be like mom is he dead mom did he die is he dead mom
1: this <laughs> ruined the moment for all of those yeah. people
0: and my mom's like shh yes honey he's dead
1: <laughs> he's gone he's a goner i'm not a fan animals dying can't do. So yeah, empathetic to animals 100%. Yeah. People?
0: Eh. Only I think I I am as well towards humans and often in situations that people don't think that you should be but can't help it. So
1: uh I find myself saying a lot of the time they had it coming. <laughs> 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 Because I like to, like, again, I like to look at a situation and, and you know what, like, if something's happened to you and it's truly a bad situation, I'm like, I do feel, like, bad. And I'm here if you need anything. But, like, if you've done it to yourself and I can clearly see the, like, series of events that led to this and part of that series was you being a dumbass, (laughs) it's your fault. I can't. I can't save you from that. Yeah. That's on you.
0: I'm watching The Good Place right now. Well, again, I It's. I think it's my third time watching The Good Place.
1: It's necessary to watch it multiple times.
0: It's such a good show. I love it. It's just so happy and fun. But they say, like, in the episode that I just watched, um, that humans get better and improve when they're loved and supported, and how can you hold it against them when they don't receive that love and support and then they do something bad. Like they're talking about going to the bad place, you know, how can you hold it against them if they don't have love and support, yada, yada, yada. And that's how I kind of feel. That's what I learned also in my health studies. Like my my bachelor's and my master's degree was just that like uh, often we are the product of our environments. And so how can you hold things against people? So that's how I always try to put myself in other people's shoes when things like that happen. But but I definitely have my moments where people do something so stupid and I just like, I'm like, oh my God, like...
1: (laughs) How did you think that was going to turn out better than it did? That's what like one of my favorite sayings. (laughs) What did you think was, what did you think was going to happen here?
0: (laughs) So number 10, we're at our last one, which is the capacity to engage people. Meaning when introverts speak, other people tend to listen. They stop and they listen because it's not maybe something that happens so often Here, I I feel this is a yes and a no. Mm -hmm. I have experienced where, especially in other countries where I am with people who speak another language, I have noticed that when I'm speaking, people look at me and like really pay attention to what I'm saying. And I think it's because I don't often speak in places where they're speaking another language. So I think that people really are like, ooh, I want to listen to this. And I've had like people turn and like everyone's paying attention to me because it doesn't happen that often. But I've also had it happen where I'm trying to speak and no one will listen to me and I'm just talked over constantly and I'm like, well, I'll just go fuck off then because...
1: Yeah, I'll be over in this corner talking to the plant that actually cares about my story and the rest of you can just have yeah. a great night by yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, been there. Uh, and it happens to me, especially with my family, and I think it's because they're so familiar with me. Uh, like, we'll have a conversation and days later they won't remember ever having that conversation with me. <laughs> or... <laughs> They just like, they'll all be having a conversation in the room and I'll say something. And then like 10 minutes later, they'll be like, well, why didn't someone say this? And I'm like, I did. No one was listening. (laughs) I literally, the words came out of my mouth and y'all just continued to have your conversation and I wasn't about to yell. (laughs) So.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, there you have it. That was a list of 10 superpowers that introverts have. Do you agree? Do you have them? Do you not have them? Uh, This list was by, her name is Heidi Dalzell. She is a clinical psychologist, and I'm going to link her article uh, in the show notes so you can look at what she wrote about these superpowers and let us know what you think. But this was a pretty basic list of superpowers, I think. And I think that if you really want to go for it, there are a lot more cooler superpowers that you can have.
1: Yeah, there's superpowers that I'd want to have that definitely didn't make this list. I mean, they're probably not feasible in real life, but it's well, what I wish do would we happen. Well, we have to stop with yeah. real life?
0: <laughs> like, it reminds me of that meme that was like, why does everyone talk about the ideal beach body is just... Looking good in a bikini. Clearly, the ideal beach body would have like a lobster claw, a sand repellent anus. (laughs) (laughs) What else did they have? Like, I don't know, like a windbreaker type situation going on. Like, that's the ideal beach body. So, we are going to talk next week about our ideal superpowers that we would have our
1: lists. Yeah, the ones yeah, we've with.
0: <laughs> so tune in next week and you'll hear some more fun superpowers that that awkward people have
1: or could have.
0: Could have in an alternate universe. You got anything else for us today, Emily?
1: No, that's that's all.
0: Then we're signing off. And we'll see you next week.
1: Bye.
0: Thanks for listening. If you're Mostly Awkward and want to hear more, please listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes of the Mostly Awkward podcast. New ones come out every Tuesday, and they're available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: If you got questions or you want to chat, you can email us at mostlyawkwardpod at gmail.com or follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and
0: Reddit at mostlyawkwardpod or Twitter at mostlyawkpod. For a full list of episodes, more deets, or to see what's coming next, visit our website, mostlyawkwardpod.com. This has been a presentation of Mostly Awkward Media.
1: See you next week!